stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going solo again to talk about the building pressure to buy into FANG. Can you feel it? I can feel it. And I've talked about the FANG stocks several times this year in 2020 already. I talked about them when they sold off a bit in the coronavirus sell-off about whether or not they were a deal and whether or not you should get in. But now it's a different story. It feels like it's buy now or be priced out forever. That's the mentality that's out there. They keep running, running and running, hitting new highs at least once a week, a bunch of them. And now several of them, or maybe it's all of them now, are hitting new all-time highs. Actually, I think they're all hitting new all-time highs. So you have that going on. And again, you can feel the pressure to buy so that you don't miss it. And I know from my own experience that some of you are out there thinking, I own that small retailer, or I own a health insurance stock, or maybe I own a bank, big or small, or maybe a combination of those. And some of them are up in 2020. Some of them aren't doing so well, like the banks here in 2020. And now you're asking, as you keep seeing these headlines, right, and these the FANG stocks still hitting new highs, you're asking, why am I in this dead money? Why am I in these other stocks when the fangs keep running? I could just move all my money over into the fangs. That's the temptation, right? That's what we're all feeling right now. That's the chase, chasing the momentum, chasing those highs. And this kind of urge usually happens at the top of a bull rally. I'm not saying that this bull market is ending, but just this particular rally off of the coronavirus lows is feeling pretty toppy here, feeling like the heights here. And the bulls of this rally, they usually suck in this kind of money right at the end. And a lot of value investors or people who trade on fundamentals, um, those who bought uh, you know, that insurance company because it was stable during the coronavirus panic, now you're thinking again you should throw in that towel and you do you're tired of underperforming the panic is over why am i in this boring stock i'm getting out and i'm going over into the fang right but is this really the top is it too late to get into some of these stocks does this rally in the fangs have serious legs i can't believe i'm asking that after it's already has some serious legs but I'm asking it again, does, can it continue? And what if you already own a position in some of these, as a lot of us do, should I add to it? Should I sell to it? What, what do I do here about the fangs? A lot of questions out there right now. So I'm going to talk about some strategies you can deploy to try to ease your mind a bit. Because uh, this worked for me even just when preparing this podcast. I immediately knew, no, I'm not buying any new shares of any of the fangs right here at these highs, um, but this hopefully will help you. So here's some tips I have for those of you who are feeling the pressure now to get rid of your underperforming stocks, which isn't a bad thing always, that you should be looking at. I always encourage people to uh, you know, keep an eye on everything in their portfolio and continually ask yourself, why do I own this company? And remember, you're buying the company, but 
there's a couple of things you should know um, about you know jumping into the fangs, and this will help you. So the first tip is, and this is the most vital one. I've talked about it on the show before and on podcasts where I've talked about uh, whether or not you should sell stocks. In this case, we're talking mainly about whether or not you should be buying, but the question is the same. What are your investing goals? That is the most vital question every investor or trader should be asking. So this is investing goals or it could be your trading goals, but everyone has a goal, right? Are you buying the stocks just today trade? So you're only owning them for minutes or hours or a couple days. Or are you buying them for your literally retirement in 30 years? Or maybe you're saving for a vacation home that you wanna buy in 10 years. Everybody has different goals and different reasons to be in stocks. Um, so you have to know what yours are and that will dictate everything else I tell you on these other tips. So know your own goals, what is it? And then once you figure out what your goal is, then tip number two, have a plan. Now it may seem like stocks only go up right here, but pullbacks and corrections and even yes, bear markets are normal. But the pullbacks and the corrections are normal in a bull market. This maintains the health of the bull market you don't want to see everything just going up, 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 up forever because eventually it, it, it is going to pop. It, it, it gets too crazy. So we need less craziness and a little more stability occasionally in a bull market. So then we get the pullbacks, which are three to five percent uh, pullback down or a correction, which can be up to 10 percent. Those are rarer, but those are healthy, too. And so we eventually will get some of these events we just will so maybe you want to wait to buy the dip that could be part of your plan or um you know maybe you're thinking of taking some profit here this is on the sell side and so you're going to get out now and wait for that dip and get back in of course uh, that's market timing everybody has their own strategies on that and so um you know you can deploy those things or again, if, you're, if your goal is long-term investing, maybe your plan is literally to do nothing. <laughs> you're, you're looking 30 years down the road. So right here, there's nothing wrong with these companies. They are you know, maybe a little pricey here, but there's nothing otherwise fundamentally wrong. And so you're just staying in the game. You're not doing anything. So tip number two, have a plan. That'll make you feel more in control when you're feeling that pressure to get rid of whatever boring stock or underperforming stock you're in and you know to jump into some of these momentum stocks so keep those things in mind those tips and i think that's really going to help you when you are feeling the pressure to chase chasing these momentum stocks now also remember we're in the middle of earnings season and i know i did a podcast on the fang stocks ahead of last earnings season first quarter earnings season because that was going to be our first look as to how the pandemic was impacting these big mega companies well this is going to be our second look now and we already kind of know how it's impacting and what's going on so our main concern and in the first quarter was the decline in advertising revenue for some of these big social media companies. And in the fangs, that would be Facebook and Alphabet, two of the biggest 
on the digital advertising side. We already know they're taking a hit to it. And we also know Facebook is facing the boycott on digital advertising in addition to just companies that have cut back on digital advertising. But what's happening now? We're you know, a couple months in to the pandemic and now we're into the recovery and some spending may be returning on the digital side. So hopefully we've seen the worst of, you know, the cuts to company budgets in marketing to preserve cash. They now have a little bit better handle on um, at least surviving the pandemic financially. And so some things may start to come back and that would be a good sign for the economy if we start to see that. So um, keep that in mind when you're looking at the earnings reports coming out for the FANG stocks here. And also remember that all of these FANG stocks, we lump them together, but they're very different businesses. <laughs> when I'm like literally looking at the list and thinking about what they do, I mean, obviously Facebook and Alphabet aren't a grocery store. They don't own Whole Foods like Amazon. and you know, Netflix is providing the streaming as Amazon does too with its Amazon Prime Video and its studio over there. But, you know, neither one of those is in social media per se. So they're not, you know, running the Instagrams or the, you know, platforms that people are engaging in the same way some of these others. And then you have Apple who has a lot of subscription revenue but is also still making products you know they're still a hardware maker and some of these others are not so keep that in mind as well when you're looking at all of these that all tech aren't equal and i know some of you are thinking and having the same kind of dilemma of feeling pressure to get in to some of the other high flyers outside of the fangs including the fang man as it's now called F-A-N-G-M-A-N, which includes Microsoft and NVIDIA in there. And some of the others, obviously the hot momentum names like Tesla and PayPal, even Shake Shack, which is now down off its highs, um, you know, had a big rally there, but um, it's now pulling back a bit. And so do the same analysis, do the same tips I gave you. What are your goals? Why are, you, why are you investing or trading at all? And then have the plan. So if it is literally day trading every day, have a plan for what to do with that Tesla day trade that's going on um, and what to do if it pulls back. You know, there are, there's definitely plans you can put. A lot of people put stops in to lock in some of those profits. Uh, that would be normal. And um, a lot of people, again, if you are a long-term investor, as I know, actually some people are in Tesla and some of these high flyer names. Tesla is a very loyal investing group, not just day trading, but investing group who believes in Elon Musk and the future, the hope of this company and what it could be ultimately. So some people have been owning that for a longer time period and have it as part of their long-term plan and a long-term goal. So uh, just reevaluate always on every company and make sure it's still meeting those long-term goals. And another thing about for those of you who already do own some of these stocks and have seen huge gains, there's never anything wrong with locking in some of your profit if it makes you feel uncomfortable not to. And when you start to see a lot of stocks 
um, really, you know, getting into that kind of high flying, the the parabolic thing that they are talking about on financial media sites and whatnot. Um, there's nothing wrong with locking in some of the gains and moving to the sidelines and waiting for a pullback or just maybe being out for quite some time, even if you're a long-term investor, uh, you know, because the name of the game in investing is to make profit. So nothing wrong with that. But again, always have the two questions asked. What are your investing goals? And then have a plan. So I also took a look at things just to see how expensive are they here? Are they really, you know, crazy and out of control as it seems like the media is always kind of commenting on the financial talking heads, I like to call them, including myself. Um, is it really crazy? And the answer is not, not really. It's not as bad as some of the others, actually. So I went down through the FANG names with the double A um, in order to check it out. So Facebook, PE is now 33. That's not too bad. And its peg, though, is 1.8. That is the lowest among the pegs. So if you're buying these stocks for the growth projections, which most people are, Facebook actually is the best. It's the best deal for the growth. Now, it also has the most issues right now going on with the boycott and some of the issues on its platform once again. So the stock hasn't soared as much as some of the others, um, but it um, you know, has regained its coronavirus sell-off here. And so it'll be interesting to see what they say this earnings season. But Facebook at a peg of 1.8 is, again, the lowest out of the fangs. Then Apple, Apple's PE just keeps going higher because its earnings really can't keep up with what the stock is now doing. Remember when Apple was 10 times or even when it was 12 times? I think that's when Buffett bought it in 2016. That was a value stock. Apple is no longer a value stock. And it's no longer, well, no, I take that back. It still is on a PE level, the cheapest of the fangs at 31.9 times. Just the last time I did this podcast on the fangs, I think it was trading at 24 times. That's when I was asking, are any of these deals? Um, now it's at 31.9 times. So it's even less of a deal now. Peg ratio is 2.9. So that's not awful, but it is higher than Facebook's of 1.8. Then switching over to Amazon, PE is now 158. So that has gone up because I think it was around 70 or 80 when I covered it about whether or not these were values. So it turns out it was a value at 70 or 80 times. PEG is now 5.9. So Amazon, um, pretty pretty pricey here, but it's always been pricey. So that's not really a surprise. Netflix, that one always been real pricey, but um, had a earnings here that wasn't the greatest in terms of what it sees going forward for its subscriber base. So a little bit of a disappointment there. PE is now 79. So this used to be the most expensive Netflix, well over 100, but it's back down to 79 now. Peg of 2.7, so not so bad. A little bit under Apple, a little bit over Facebook's. Um, so now I guess we have to be asking if Netflix is maybe getting a little more interesting here out of the five. And then we have Alphabet, which is the G of Google, and it's gotten more expensive too. It, it used to be, the other than Apple, the most affordable one um, in the low to mid-20s, 
and now it's trading at 37 times with a peg though of 2.4 so that peg is pretty good pretty decent there not outrageous to pay for that growth but that stock has lagged a little bit versus the others and um, but that's now busting out to new highs too so overall Facebook continues to be the cheapest um, overall of the FANG stocks and you always have to ask yourself the question I always bring it up on these podcasts what are you willing to pay for this growth and for these companies and remember as a long-term investor you're owning the company and out of this list I don't own all the FANGs in my own portfolio although I do believe that investors should own at least one of them uh, take your pick go with what you like and and know but I don't own all of them I own Facebook I own Amazon and I own Alphabet because of their moats and I'm a um, Android user which is why I never bought Apple so that's my reasoning on that and Netflix doesn't uh, do it for me even though I love the product and I have been a subscriber for 21 years now they just sent me last year a 20-year anniversary uh, email yes um, I've been getting the DVDs in the mail for a long time from Netflix from back when they were doing that and they still do it actually so um, Netflix though I've never been an investor and I know it's one of the best stocks of the decade but that was just not my thing without as strong of, of a moat as the others so again know your goals and have a plan and when you're feeling this pressure to get into these stocks know that that's usually a sign we're at the top of the bull market uh, rally so to speak and that it will likely be cooling off in the imminent future with at least a pullback or a correction of some sort and that might give you a buying opportunity there if you have in your plan to buy on the dips so keep all that in mind and again the tickers for all the things which most of us know but I'm listing them here again Facebook is FB Apple is AAPL Amazon is AMZN Netflix is NFLX Alphabet is Google G-O-O-G-L and if you're a new investor and you don't own any of these yet do the deep dive listen to the conference calls they're coming up we only have heard from Netflix so far so listen in find out what's happening in the businesses and then make your plan and for those of you who aren't subscribers be sure to subscribe because I know a lot of you like that trading uh, podcast that I just did with Jeremy Mullins. So go check that one out. The tips, the three tips from an experienced stock trader. He's been a trader for over 10 years. I think it's like 15 years now and he's seen a lot. So he gave us some of his insight into what's happening in this stock market. Go listen in on that episode. And I'm hoping to do an options one soon. I'm gonna go uh, tap all the options talent here at Zaxx and we have quite a bit to give us their insight into what's happening with the options market because I know a lot of you love that too. So you don't wanna miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud. Many of you over there, um, we're under Zach's Market Edge on SoundCloud and we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and a whole bunch of other platforms. But be sure to get us somewhere and I'll see you again next week with some more stocks.
This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.